the World Wrestling Federation, for over 50 years. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. It's almost here, folks. Wrestle Kingdom 12. This is Josiah for Wrestling Review Central, and we're going to be talking about, well, Wrestle Kingdom 12, running down all the matches, going over some predictions that some people have, and I'll give my own predictions as well. Uh, and I hope to talk about all the stories leading into these matches and give you a general idea of what to expect from this show. If you've never watched New Japan Pro Wrestling before, you are picking a great time to jump on. And uh, as we have Tetsuya Naito's theme rocking out in the background, the main event tonight, Tetsuya Naito, Naito uh, versus Kazuchika Okada, and the uh, co-main event as well, Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega, which if you're watching for the first time, that's probably what got you to buy in. And so we're going to talk about all those matches and predictions some people made on Twitter, uh, if they have any comments that were sent in and all that kind of stuff, run down all the major stories of the show and uh, get hyped for the show. It's going to be awesome. So we're going to dive right in and... I'm going to start with talking about what the first match on the card is going to be, and that will be on the pre-show, which starts at 2 a.m. Eastern, uh, 3 a.m. my time. And uh, if you need the other times, you can look it up on New Japan World, and relatively easy to figure out and sign up for and all that kind of stuff. Um, so the New Japan Rumble will be kind of a, a fun little thing where everyone who isn't on the main card and, and a whole bunch of veterans and, and guests and surprises will show up like Scott Norton did last year, for example. Uh, and there, there's others too. There's going to be lots more. Who knows who's going to be in it? You never know who might walk out. Maybe the Great Muda will walk out or Masahiro Chono or something like that. And uh, they, they'll be a part of that. Some of the veterans of the past and anyone else who isn't on the main card. And it's just a fun little match. Um, has really no consequence. And so any predictions for it really can go anyway. You never know who's going to win. Um, so that's that match. Uh, the next uh, match on the card will be the opener, and that will be the Young Bucks versus Rapongi 3K for the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championship. Uh, uh, the champions are Rapongi 3K. Uh, the second match will be the Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team uh, Championship match. It'll be a gauntlet match. And uh, the participants are the champions, the Bullet Club, Tamatanga, Tangaloa, and Bad Luck Fale. Uh, or Bad Rack Wear, as the bad Google Translate calls them. Uh, the challenger team will be... Uh, the teams will be Taguchi Japan, Risuke Taguchi, uh, Taguchi, yeah, Taguchi uh, Juice Robinson, and Togi Makabe. And then we'd have Chaos, which would be Trent Beretta, Toru Yano, and Tomohiro Ishii. And then we'll have War Machine and Michael Elgin, and uh, Suzuki Goon with Taichi, uh, Azuka, and Zack Sabre Jr. 
Our third match will be a special singles match between Kota Ibushi and Cody Rhodes. It was originally going to be for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship, but Dalton Castle defeated Cody at Final Battle. Uh, the fourth match will be the IWGP Tag Team Championship match where uh, Lawson Gobernables to Hapan, Sonata, and uh, Evil will be challenging the Killer Elite Squad, Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer of Suzuki-Gun. And the fifth match is going to be a hair versus hair match. And Suzuki-Gun is barred from ringside. This will be for the Never Openweight Championship, where Hiroki Goto will be challenging Monaro Suzuki. And this uh, will be... Uh, quite an interesting match because uh, Suzuki-gun normally isn't barred from ringside, so that, that's very interesting. Hair versus hair, that's also uh, interesting. In in uh, Japan, that's a really meaningful match. Uh, it, it carries a lot of weight because those matches are so rare, and so the winner has to have their head completely shaved. It's or, or, Sorry, the loser has to have their head completely shaved, and uh, that's considered kind of a, a great thing, a shame. So... Uh, that will be interesting to watch. Uh, the sixth match is going to be the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, uh, which will be featuring Will Ospreay, Hiromu Takahashi, and Kushida challenging Marty Scroll. The seventh match will be uh, Jay White, the Switchblade, challenging Hiroshi Tanahashi for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. The eighth match will be Chris Jericho challenging Kenny Omega for the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship in a no disqualification match, which again is really, really rare in New Japan to have a stipulation like that. So I expect this one to be violent. There might be some table spots and uh, there might even be some blood based on how Jericho busted open Omega a few shows back. And the ninth match will be Tetsuya Naito versus uh, Kazuchika Okada. And so, uh, what I'm going to do now is just go over people's predictions for these matches, and then I'll get into the stories, and then... Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to do the stories first, then the predictions, then I'll give my, my own. So, the major stories leading into all these matches, there's no story in the New, J- New Japan Rumble, it's just going to be a lot of fun. Uh, for the Junior Tag Team Championship match, uh, Rapongi 3K just recently debuted uh, after the split of Rapongi Vice when uh, Rocky Romero uh, let Tremperetta move up to heavyweight. They, um, he said he was bringing in a new tag team, and it ended up being Yohei Kamatsu and uh, Sh- uh, Shote Umino. I think I think that's. That's its name, anyways. I could be wrong with his name. But Yo and Sho, uh, the Young Lions, who went, um, well, uh, let me see. Yeah, uh, they went uh, over to CMLL and also spent some time in Ring of Honor. And they came back from Excursion and immediately won the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships. Uh, and the Young Bucks... Um, won the right to challenge them and they are six-time IWGP junior tag team champions so if they win they will be uh, seven-time champions and no one else has ever done that Uh, they're well in the lead to be known as the greatest tag team in uh, junior tag team in New Japan history and they even hinted at potentially retiring the titles if they win them meaning the whole junior tag team division will move into the heavyweight tag team division which I actually kind of like, uh, but Sho and Yo had to prove themselves against the veterans, and uh, I don't, they've very rarely lost so far. I don't think, they may have lost once in the, um, the Super Junior Tag Team cha- uh, Tournament, um, but uh, the Young Bucks um, might win this, or they could put the young guys over strong, so it's hard to say, um, but th- that, that's the story leading into it. I'll give my own predictions in a little while, along with other people's. Uh, and then the next up, we had the six-man tag team gauntlet match. So these titles are kind of hot shot all, all over the place, really. And uh, it was at one of the tag league shows that the Bullet Club ended up winning it. At the last tag league show, I believe. The or uh, No, no, it was one of the Road to Wrestle Kingdom. Road, road, uh, road to Tokyo Dome shows. 
that um, the Bullet Club won them from Los Ingobernables to Hapan. And so in this match, they are going to be uh, they're going to be facing one, two, three, four other six-man teams. And this is really kind of a match just to get everyone out there. Um, it doesn't have too much of a story behind it outside of guys just wanting to prove themselves and win some titles. And it'll be a, a fun match. Um, probably not all that great because it's a gauntlet match, so the falls will come rather quickly. It's probably going to be 15, maybe 20 minutes. And um, what's going to happen is all those teams will be eliminated um, and the last one standing wins. Then we have uh, Kota Ibushi versus Cody Rhodes. Um, so not much story behind this one um, other than I'm pretty sure Kota Ibushi was originally slated to wrestle Kenny Omega. Um, but when the Chris Jericho deal came up, it, it was just the right time and they decided to do this with uh, Kota Ibushi. And Cody Rhodes, just coming off a loss from the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship uh, against Dalton Castle, is going to want to prove himself. He's going to want to come out and show that, you know, he's still got it. This is this is not something that's going to hold him back. And Kota Ibushi needs to establish himself strongly after losing uh, his IWGP Intercontinental title match against uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi uh, back a few months back, uh, I think in November. And that was an awesome match, by the way. If you're new jumping on, after you watch Wrestle Kingdom, go back and watch Kota Ibushi versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, if you don't know where to find it, message me on Twitter. I'll get you a link to it on New Japan World. Um, then we have uh, KES, who have been kind of dominating the Tag Team Championship for a little while right now. They beat War Machine for them. Um, there was a series of... Uh, 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 tag matches between them, the Bullet Club, uh, Tamatanga, Tangaloa, and uh, War, War Machine over the titles uh, throughout most of the fall. And it was actually very repetitive, but the matches themselves were always pretty good. But what we needed was a fresh match, and uh, the finals of the G1 Tag League came down to Sonata and Evil against Tamatanga and Tangaloa. And Sonata and Evil won, advancing to this match right here. Uh, KES is going to want to prove that the Suzuki Goon is still dominant, and Los Ingobernables will want to win those tag team titles, I believe, for the first time. Um, that's going to be very, very interesting, uh, especially since um, all members of Los Ingobernables are going to be uh, wrestling for a title, except for Bushi. I don't know, where's Bushi on the card? That's weird. Um, he must be in the New Japan Rumble. I find that strange, though. Uh, yeah, because he's not in the junior match. Hmm. Okay, well, uh, everyone except Bushi is wrestling for a title. And so uh, what could happen here, the story for Los Ingobernables, is that they're trying to take over all the power in New Japan. They want to win the tag titles, and uh, they want to uh, destroy KES in the process and weaken Suzuki-gun. So it's an interstable war. There's a lot of interstable wars. Um, in the previous match, Cody Rhodes, member of the Bullet Club, uh, Koto Ibushi is just n New Japan in general, not a member of his table. Uh, then the next match is after that, as uh, the tag match, uh, Minoru Suzuki and Hiroki Goto. So the story of this match is Suzuki has been winning most of his never open weight matches uh, with a lot of interference from other members of Suzuki Gun, the leader of Suzuki Gun. Uh, it seems can't win without help. And Hiroki Goto is always looking to prove himself. He's the the guy who's always on the the main event. He can main event and close shows, but he never kind of wins the big one. He won the Never Open Way Championship last Wrestle Kingdom, and he's going to try to again. And the stakes are actually very high in this, not just for a title, but hair versus hair. The loser of the match must have their head shaved. And quite frankly... I don't really want either guy to lose their hair. Suzuki's hair is such an important part of his gimmick because he looks insane. And Hiroki Goto would look really weird bald. Just It'd just be so weird to see him bald. Uh, and so that's a... Again, 
a higher that would be a higher stake culturally in Japan than it would seem here. It would be kind of like a comedy thing to happen a guy happen to a guy, but uh, when that happens in a Japanese wrestling, it's a big deal. Uh, just like it's a mask versus mask match in, in Mexico or a mask versus hair match in Mexico, those are a big big deal. Uh, the junior heavyweight tag team championship match, or uh, sorry, junior heavyweight championship match. Um, so the stories leading into this, Kushida was shockingly dethroned by Will Ospreay a few months back, and then Will defended the title against Marty Scroll, and Marty, oh Marty, Marty and Will have fought all over the world, and Will can never beat him. Marty Scroll wins every single time. And this was no exception. Marty Scroll beat Will Ospreay for the title. And during all of this, um, Hiromu Takahashi was constantly trying to challenge for the title. Uh, after Kushida had a successful defense, uh, Takahashi came out to uh, challenge for it. Will Ospreay knocked him out uh, with a punch. Will Ospreay won it. Takahashi came out. And Marty Skrull broke his fingers and then took his place and challenged. Marty Skrull won the title and Hiromu, or Kushida and Will Ospreay came out. And Hiromu, or Will was already there. I think maybe he had one successful defense. I can't quite remember. Uh, but anyways, um, Will and Kushida came out and challenged. And Hiromu came out wearing a uh, lacrosse helmet and protective gloves so no one could break his fingers and so no one could punch him in the face. And he wore all this protective gear so he could successfully challenge for the title. It was quite funny, a month-long storyline. And uh, Hiromu might come out with Daryl this time. He's been hinting at Daryl returning at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, Daryl Takahashi, his stuffed cat, who got married and recently gave, uh, recently his stuffed cat wife gave birth to another stuffed cat known as Daryl Jr. So maybe the whole Daryl family will be there. Daryl Takahashi Jr., Daryl Takahashi, and his wife. And uh, maybe they'll join the English announcers for guest commentary, as they have before. I really hope we see Daryl. Uh, uh, Hiromu does tends not to take him out on um, the Japanese shows, but when he does European and American shows, he takes him out because uh, Daryl is very, very over with uh, Western audiences. Um, you see a lot of Daryls in the crowd, though, so maybe we'll see him at uh, the Tokyo Dome. And then next up, we have Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Jay White. Jay White um, returned from excursion. This is his first match back from his excursion to Ring of Honor. Uh, he is no longer a young lion. He is now a legit top star in New Japan. He made a very big de debut. A lot of creepy videos aired about a guy with a switchblade. And it just kept saying, switchblade is coming. And it looked kind of like a, a psychopathic killer. And it had, um, I believe, the date for Power Struggle written on the wall and Easter eggs and all that kind of stuff. And eventually uh, it came out that it was Jay White. Uh, that's actually how Hiromu Takahashi debuted a while back um, when he uh, was the ticking time bomb. And uh, all these videos aired saying the time bomb was going to explode. And then it did. And Pyro went off and out came Hiromu Takahashi. Very similar to what happened with Jay White. And, uh, Jay, and Takahashi, I believe, won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship in his first go. And... Maybe Jay White is going to win this here. That's the story. Can the young lion overcome the veteran, the one who probably had a hand in training him, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace of New Japan, the uh, figurehead of the company, even though he's not the IWGP heavyweight champion anymore, he's still the ace. Uh, they have two aces right now in between him and Okada. And uh, Tanahashi isn't going anywhere away from the top of the card, uh, although he is injured. So that's going to be the story of the match. He injured his knee pretty badly, and he might need surgery. So I'm not sure how this match is going to go. Um, if he needs to take time off, I just really hope he does it. He's uh, 40 years old. He needs to rest up. 
and heal those injuries. He has a torn bicep and a messed up knee. Get the surgeries, get them done, and rest for four months and be ready to go for the G1. Um, I think that's probably best for Tanahashi. They they will be okay without him for a little while. Um, if if he needs the rest, uh, he might not. He might be fine, but time will tell. Um, Tanahashi is a great big match wrestler, uh, but with him injured, I'm not sure how this match is going to go. Um, it should still be good if they can go at all. And Tanahashi, he's just that other level performer. Even when he's hurt, he manages to have the match of the night type matches. Um, like his match against Ibushi was insane. And he was hurt wrestling that match. And that was an easy five-star match, if not higher. Uh, he is one of the best wrestlers in the world, period. Tanahashi is just awesome. Uh, and he actually, you can, if you made the argument that he's the greatest wrestler alive today, I would not just, I wouldn't begrudge you. Um, I think that goes to Okada right now or Omega, but Tanahashi's close. Like those three are just other level great and, uh, have been for many, many years now. Uh, then we have the IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Championship match. A no disqualification match between Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho, and so uh, after he defended his title, uh, the U.S. title against Trent Beretta, Kenny Omega was cutting a promo saying, "There's no one left. I, I did it. No one is going to uh, beat me. I've I've defended this around the world." And then suddenly the lights go out, and music hits, and you see a countdown from five, four, three, two, one, and I'm wondering, is this Switchblade? Oh no. Oh no, it was Chris Jericho. And I proceeded to lose my mind uh, because no one knew this was happening. And Chris Jericho has gone on the record more than once saying he's a WWE guy and will never wrestle anywhere else. And lo and behold, he's here in New Japan to challenge Kenny Omega for the Tokyo Dome. The I'm actually getting chills talking about it, remembering it right now. Like this... This was one of the best moments of the year in wrestling. Uh, I uh, I was so excited watching that uh, because these kind of unexpected things don't really happen that often anymore. And of course it would be Chris Jericho to do it because Chris Jericho is the guy who manages to keep what he's doing a secret all the time and manages to surprise everyone when he comes back, whether it's in WWE or anything else. He's always doing something creative. And so he said he took offense at Kenny Omega calling himself the best in the world because he's never faced me, never faced Chris Jericho, the alpha. And so this match is going to be the alpha versus the Omega. And that's kind of the story going in. And Chris Jericho started his own T-shirt, the Alpha Club, uh, as opposed to the Bullet Club. And it is now the top-selling T-shirt in New Japan Pro Wrestling, it has outsold everyone. Uh, and of course, because the Young Bucks got to put into Hot Topic, the Young Bucks are going to be making money off it. The Bullet Club is getting money out of this because uh, they got the Alpha Club shirt put into Hot Topic. And uh, it's funny because he's feuding with the Bullet Club, but the Bullet Club is the one who got his shirt into Hot Topic. It's pretty cool, actually. And uh, Jericho, this all started as a Twitter feud with uh, Jericho saying he didn't know who Omega was and he doesn't wrestle for the minor leagues in front of 2,000 people. And Kenny Omega said, you know, I'm the guy having six-star matches, Chris. You're the guy who hasn't had a four-star match in years in WWE. And he says, it doesn't matter if you're wrestling in front of 10,000 people. I'm doing 40,000 in the Tokyo Dome. And... Everyone thought, oh, this isn't going anywhere, and they both said, we're ending this conversation because, you know, it's building up a match that we can't deliver on. Uh, and, uh, and anyways, then they decided to deliver on it because New Japan is amazing, and they worked out a deal with Chris Jericho. And then uh, at the next show, Omega had his uh, a six-man tag match, and... Uh, the lights go out afterwards when Omega's cutting a promo, and Jericho cuts another promo, and he says, do you hear me now? Are you listening now? And lo and behold, Jericho appears behind him, which, again, 
no one knew was going to happen. No one had any idea Chris Jericho was actually physically in Japan. They just thought it was going to be a video. And he shows up and beats the crap out of Kenny Omega. I mean, he, he hit him with the title belt. Omega was bleeding everywhere. Like, New Japan doesn't do angles like this very often. And so Omega was busted wide open. Chris Jericho took the blood on his hands from Kenny Omega and wiped it on his own face like a warrior and then took the belt and wiped the blood on the belt uh, off of Omega's face and held it above his head. Like, this is a Chris Jericho we've never seen before. A violent, angry, evil Chris Jericho. This turned Kenny Omega complete babyface. It was beautiful storytelling. And then the next day, they did a press conference. And uh, Omega and Jericho were cutting their promos. And as Jericho was cutting his, talking about it being an historic match, Omega literally flew over the table, tackled Chris Jericho, and started beating the crap out of him. Again, New Japan never does this. They just talk and they face off against each other and leave. And instead, they brawled all over the press conference area. Uh, then, you know, Omega got pulled off and Jericho picked up his table he was sitting at and threw it at Omega, hitting Omega and a few of the reporters and staff for New Japan. Then he jumped on Omega and started brawling with him again. There was lots of swearing, lots of yelling and screaming at each other. Uh, they got pulled apart and Omega started screaming, we'll see you in the Tokyo Dome. We'll see you in the Tokyo Dome. And Jericho started swearing at the reporters. And he said, what are you laughing at? Insert swear word here. Uh, and uh, then he grabbed a reporter's notepad and said, you want a statement? You want a statement? And he, write, he wrote down, Kenny Omega's last match, Tokyo Dome. Chris Jericho is promising to end the career of Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega is promising to make history in defeating Chris Jericho. This is probably one of the best stories of the show. Uh, intense, built so well, so quickly. Uh, easily one of the best angles of 2017. And uh, they only did three real appearances. And the final matchup. Oh my... Oh, man. Kazuchika Okada versus Tetsuya Naito. Chaos versus Lawson Garbernables to Hapan. The story of this match is long. Okada is the current top guy in New Japan. He's, he's the ace, I mean, along with Tanahashi, but he's the top guy. Naito... Uh, for a while, was supposed to be the guy who was the number one guy. This was a few years back. He was kind of this good-looking young baby face, and the fans rejected him. Uh, after he won the G1, he went on to challenge for the title, and his title match was actually designated to the second position, and the show closed with Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental Championship. Naito felt slighted, he wasn't allowed in the main event because he was perceived as a failure against Okada. And he just wasn't... The fans weren't responding well to him. They liked him, but they weren't that hot on him being a top guy. And really, he was supposed to be the ace. It was kind of up in the air who would it be, Naito or Okada. Everyone kind of thought, well, Okada's the guy, but... You know, they wanted to try Naito, and Naito failed, quite simply. And uh, throughout their career, they've had several matches, and Naito has never been able to get the best of Okada. Okada has always gotten the best of him. And it's uh, ver very frustrating for Naito, because he's never been able to really beat him. He's beaten him once for the IWGP Championship, but then in their rematch, Okada beat him again. It was a, a bit of a six-month run for Naito's champion. And in the last year, uh, well, actually, Naito went off to Mexico and joined Los Ingobernables, 
the leader of Los Ingobernables was Andrade Cien Almas, La Sombra. If you didn't know that, Andrade Cien Almas in uh, NXT, the current NXT heavyweight champion, actually. actually. Uh, and Naito turned heel. And he started to develop this character who just did not care about anything. Like, he came out, he, uh, you know, he came out, just took his time getting ready to wrestle. He did not give a crap about anyone or anything in the ring. Uh, it's like he didn't even care about wrestling. And as soon as the match started, some guys would attack him. Then he'd turn it on and then he'd yell, Tranquilo, which just kind of means calm down, relax. And if, if a wrestler got too angry at him and all that kind of stuff. And Naito uh, returned in the G1 2015, and it was kind of a mystery. He came back completely different. He was no longer this bright, good-looking baby face. He came out wearing a suit with uh, a skull mask over his face, and it was actually really creepy. And uh, from that point onward, he ended up establishing Los Ingobernables to Hapan, adding Sonata, Evil, Bushi, and Hiromu Takahashi. And they became the hottest stable in uh, in Japan. They Naito's I-don't-care attitude carries so much charisma that he's kind of become an anti-hero. Uh, he's, he's not quite a heel, strictly speaking, uh, but he's not quite a babyface either. And uh, it's quite amusing to watch how over he got over the last two or three years uh, doing that. And seeing how, uh, how over he's getting and moving up the card. So last year's uh, G1, not the 2017 G1, the 2016, he got to the finals against Kenny Omega, but lost. Uh, and he did eventually... Actually, uh, yeah, he lost, and then uh, Okada hasn't lost the title since he beat Naito last time. Uh, so that's uh, over 500 days ago. Uh, Okada is now the longest reigning IWGP heavyweight champion of all time, and he's also beat the total amount of days that Tanahashi's held it over seven reigns. Uh, Okada's held it for four, four times and has now beaten Tanahashi's reign as, as well. So right now, Okada is in the record books as the greatest IWGP heavyweight champion of all time. Uh, so he had one heck of a year, probably the best year of his career, but so did Naito. He lost the Intercontinental Championship to Tanahashi, but after that, he's just had success after success. He uh, went into the G1, and he uh, ended up winning the whole thing. He defeated Kenny Omega in the finals. Um, he lost to Kenny Omega uh, before Omega advanced to the finals to face Hiroki Goto last year. And so he made it to the semifinals. And this year he made it to the finals and beat Kenny Omega. Just barely. Just barely. They kept Omega very, very strong. And Omega was weakened from his uh, match with Okada the night before, where he barely beat Okada. And so we kind of have these four top guys in New Japan that are always cycling in and out of each other. Omega, Okada, or in and out of matches with each other. Omega, Okada, Naito, and Tanahashi. And you can throw a few others in that mix too. But uh, Naito now is has has more momentum than he's ever had. He won the G1 Climax 27 with the right to challenge Okada. He defended that right successfully. And this match is being built very, very well over the last year, year and a half. And uh, as time has gone on, Okada has gotten more and more annoyed with Naito to the point of where he started choking out uh, members of Los Ingobernables with kind of a million-dollar dream type submission, which was actually very suitable for Okada when you consider who he is. He's the rainmaker. He, he's the, the money, the guy who makes the money in New Japan. And uh, Naito, and he's including choking out Naito, and uh, I believe Naito left him laid out at the last uh, Road 2 show, but um, the whole time, Okada was clearly gotten to. Naito was really, really getting to him, and Naito kept saying, you know, you're, you're, not, the ch you're not the lead guy, I am, 
I'm the most popular guy in Japan right now, and I am going to take your title, and there's nothing you can do about it. So that's the story leading into this match. It's the redemption of Tetsuya Naito. Can he finally, finally beat Okada and establish himself as the number one guy in New Japan? Will Okada uh, be able to defend his uh, number one content or his number one position? Will he be still be the man? And well, the, the truth is, yes, Okada is going to be the man in Japan for a while. But Naito is going to be the easy number two between him and Omega. And if Naito wins the title, he's going to get a nice long run here. And if Okada retains, he's not dropping it anytime soon. So the stakes of this match are very, very high. Very exciting. Very, very exciting. And so uh, with all that, I'm going to go into the predictions some people had. I'm going to give them a shout out on Twitter. Uh, so we have Jack at Quasi Juice on Twitter. Uh, he predicts that Bushi is going to win the New Japan Rumble. He predicts that Rapongi 3K will defend against the Young Bucks. That uh, Chaos will win the six man uh, Never Open Weight Six Man Championship. Uh, he also predicts that Abushi will be Cody Rhodes and. He predicts uh, Lawson Gobber and Amalista Hapan will win the tag team titles. He also predicts that Suzuki will beat Goto, that Hiromu Takahashi will win the IWGP heavy, uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship, that uh, Jay White will beat Hiroshi Tanahashi, that Kenny Omega will beat Chris Jericho, and Tetsuya Naito will defeat Kazuchika Okada. Uh, my friend Liam from the Wrestling Life Podcast at TWL underscore podcast. Uh, follow them and check out their podcast. They're awesome. Um, he predicts Jeff uh, Cobb winning the Rumble, the Young Bucks beating Rapongi 3K, Suzuki Goon defending their never or winning the um, never open weight six man championship. Uh, he picks Abushi to beat Cody, KES to successfully defend against uh, LIJ. Uh, Suzuki to successfully defend against Goto. Uh, Marty Skrull to successfully defend in his match. Jay White to beat Tanahashi. Omega to beat Jericho. And Naito to beat Okada. Uh, my good friend Doreen at Macho Jabroni on Twitter. Uh, she has no pick for the Rumble. Uh, she picking Rapongi 3K to defend the titles. She says that as much as she loves the Bucks, she doesn't think they're winning this one, at least not now. Um, she believes the Bullet Club will successfully defend the Never Openweight Six-Man Championship, that Ibushi would beat Cody, that LIJ will win the tag titles, that Goto will defeat Suzuki, that Hiromu Takahashi will um, beat uh, all the other competitors and be the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team champ or Junior Heavyweight Champion, sorry, not tag team. Uh, she can't make a pick between Tanahashi and White. Her heart says Tana, but her brain says Jay White. And uh, she's picking Omega to beat Jericho and Naito uh, defeating Okada. And then we have um, the fellow going by occasionally smart at C. Pankhurst 8 is picking uh, Liger or Ricky uh, Joshu to win the uh, New Japan Rumble. Rapongi 3K defends successfully. Chaos wins the uh, Never Openweight Six-Man titles. Cody beats Abushi. LIJ wins the tag titles. Suzuki uh, defeats uh, Goto. Hiromu Takashi wins the junior title. Jay White defeats Tanahashi. Omega defeats Jericho. And Naito defeats uh, Okada. Uh, my friend Ivan at Livin Faya. Uh, no pick for the Rumble. Uh, he picks the Young Bucks winning the tag titles. Um, picks uh, Bullet Club to uh, retain the Never Open Weight Six Men. Abushi to beat Cody. Lij to win the tag titles, the uh, the heavyweight tag. Suzuki to beat Goto. Marty Scroll to successfully defend. Tan uh, Tanahashi to beat Jay White. Omega to beat Jericho and Naito to beat Okada. Um, my friend Nisha, living villain, at on or on Twitter there. Uh, no pick for the Rumble. Rapongi 3K. Um, 
and uh, to do uh, defend the junior tag titles, uh, the Bullet Club to win the six-man tag, uh, Abushi to beat Cody, Lij to win the heavyweight tag titles, Suzuki to to beat Goto, Hiromu to beat uh, talk, uh, to win the junior title, Tanahashi to defend against Jay White, Omega to win uh, against Jericho, and Naito to win against Okada. And then uh, my friend here at Kenny is good, G O O D D D. Yes, Kenny underscore is underscore good with three D three Ds. Uh, the winner of the Rumble will be Jeff Cobb or Ricochet. Um, I don't think Ricochet is in it, so that will say Jeff Cobb for his pick. I think Ricochet is on his way to WWE. If he hasn't signed a contract, he's going to very soon. Um, Rapongi 3K, predicting them to beat the Young Bucks. Chaos to win the six-man tag team championship. Abushi to beat Cody. Lij to beat Kes. Suzuki to beat Goto. Hiromu to win the junior t- t- uh, title. And uh, Tanahashi to beat Jay White. Uh, Omega to beat Jericho. And Naito to beat Okada. Uh, Miss T at Thandy87. No pick for the Rumble. The Young Bucks over um, over uh, uh, Rapongi 3K. Uh, Chaos to win the six-man tag team championship. Abushi to win the uh, against Cody. KES to successfully defend. Suzuki to beat Goto. Hiromu Takahashi to win. Uh, Jay White to beat Tanahashi. Omega and Naito. And then uh, Stephanie at Lethal Laser KJ on Twitter. No pick for the Rumble. Rapongi 3K to beat the Young Bucks. Bullet Club to retain. Abushi to beat Cody. Lij to become the tag team champions. Suzuki to beat Goto. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi to win. Uh, Tanahashi to beat Jay White. And Kenny Omega to uh, beat uh, Chris Jericho and Okada to lose to Tetsuya Naito. So picking Naito. So every person picked Omega and Okada to win. Um, all right, so these picks, the ones I actually agree with the most hap- uh, uh, happen to be uh, Doreen's, uh, except for one match where I disagree. Um, so for the Rumble, I don't really have a pick because I don't know who's going to be in it. Maybe Jeff Cobb. Um, I think Rapongi 3K will beat the Young Bucks this time. Uh, the Bucks will win the Junior Tag Team titles eventually again. I could be wrong. Maybe they'd still win it here. I do think the Bullet Club is going to retain the Never uh, Six-Man Championship. I think Abushi is going to beat Cody Rhodes. Uh, LIJ, I think, are going to dominate tonight, uh, as Evil and Sonata will be KES. Um, Goto against Suzuki, I think Goto is going to win. And unfortunately, Suzuki is going to lose his menacing haircut. And uh, Hiromu Takahashi, I believe, will beat um, all, all the other competitors, Will Ospreay, Kushida, and, uh, and uh, Marty Skrull. I think it's Hiromu's time to get that title back and have a nice long run with it. And uh, Takahashi is great, and so I predict Hiromu will win that. And uh, I agree with the Tanahashi and White thing. My my heart does say Tana. Uh, I, I want Tanahashi to win. Um, because I can't cheer against him. I love Tanahashi. He's just great. Uh, but with him hurt, oh, my, my brain is saying Jay White. But maybe Tanahashi will be able to win this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with my heart on this one. I'm going to say Tanahashi. Um... And Jay White will have a great performance and be established at the top of the card, but not quite there yet. And then uh, Jay White will lay it, go, win the title later in the year. If Tanahashi's hurt, there's probably going to be a switch here. Uh, if his hurt, his injury is worse than expected, but we'll see. Um, then uh, Omega and Jericho. Uh, I actually predict Chris Jericho. I'm the only one in this group that's predicting Chris Jericho to win this match. I do not think he's going anywhere. I think he's going to be in New Japan for a little while. I think he is beating Kenny Omega. 
and um, I think he's going to, especially since he's working New Year's Dash the next day, he's going to be involved in an angle. I'm convinced there's going to be a big angle with him. And um, I expect if he uh, wins the title, he's going to defend it at the, Lo- the Long Beach show in March, and that will probably be where he loses it. Then he'll go back to WWE or uh, even go to Ring of Honor because he's going to be doing the uh, that Jericho's, the Ro- Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Jericho's or whatever it is, with all those bands and music and Ring of Honor doing a show there. I don't, I don't be surprised if Jericho wrestles on that show. He says he's not going to, which means he probably is. Um, that's just how he works. Uh, so I'm predicting Chris Jericho to win that. I seem to be one of the only ones doing that. So we'll have to see. Maybe not. I mean, I'm not going to be displeased either way. Um, and then we're going to have Naito and Akata, and I'm also predicting Naito to win. I think it's Naito's time. Uh, Okada just had the most legendary run of the last 15 years as IWGP Heavyweight Champion, and uh, pro- one of the most legendary runs ever. I mean, producing... Awesome match after awesome match. Every single one of them a match of the year, the year match of the year candidate. And I mean his his uh, lower end, his floor is four and a half stars. Like <laughs> that's astonishing. Um, he's the best wrestler in the world, Okada. And you know this match is going to be incredible. I don't know if it's going to be a six star classic like uh, the match against. Uh, Omega and uh, Okada hat was, but it might be five and a half. Um, I mean, the standard's different. Naito is a great big match wrestler, and Okada is probably the best big match wrestler in the world. Uh, and honestly, if he keeps wrestling like this, Okada is going to go down as the greatest wrestler of all time. Uh, he's this generation's Ric Flair or Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart. Um, there's he is something just special about the guy. He everything he does is great, and same with uh, Naito. Both these guys are incredible, incredible wrestlers among some of the best in the world. Uh, and then you have Kenny Omega, of course, which I mentioned, and his match with Jericho. Jericho's great; is always great. He knows how to put together a match perfectly, and uh, Omega's really great at putting together a match. And they've been given creative freedom to do what they want. So expect that one to be blow away as well. Maybe a little slower pace because Jericho's uh, in, in his late 40s. But I still expect it to be very, very, very good. The Battle of Winnipeg, Omega versus Jericho. And so that should be really good. And uh, so that's my predictions for the show. Uh, I expect this is going to be an unbelievable show. It will probably be the show of the year. Uh, I'm going to do a follow-up podcast once the show's over uh, tomorrow, something like that, or Friday, and uh, just run down the results and uh, check in and how we all did with our uh, with our results, if we were right or wrong. And uh, we'll talk about that again and see who did the best, who did the best. Uh, maybe I'll come up with some reward for whoever did the best in their predictions, uh, give you a, a special shout-out or something like that or make a graphic or something for you. And uh, so that's Wrestle Kingdom 12, my friends. It's going to be on in just about five and a half hours, six hours. And so you can listen to this uh, as a preview, and I hope you enjoyed my little preview of the show. And I really, really hope you uh, will watch this live. And if it's your first time watching, I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. The, the show is just going to be downright incredible. Um, top to bottom, great card. They're going to pull out all the stops. So don't, don't be surprised. If, if this is your first time watching, it will probably ruin wrestling for you. Like, you're not going to be able to go back to wrestling that isn't as good as this. I joke around with my friends after a great New Japan show, and I, and I say... I can't watch anyone else except for maybe Ring of Honor. And even then, Ring of Honor is great, but man, oh man, uh, New Japan is great. And uh, they are really doing other level wrestling right now. It is some of the best wrestling I've ever seen. Um, 
Omega Okada's trilogy is literally the three best matches I have ever seen in my life in around 25 years of being a fan. Um, somewhere around there. I don't know. actually know how long I've been a fan. I've been trying to figure that out for a while. Um, early 90s. That's all I know. Um, yeah. The, the stuff they're doing now. I When I watch this, I'm emotionally invested. It's like I'm a little kid again. Like... It's, just, it's like I'm a kid. I I am completely invested in the stories they're telling, completely invested in the matches, and I get excited. I, I flip out. I mark out. I jump up and down. I raise my hands in the air. And it goes to show when wrestling is done right, it doesn't matter that it's fake. When it's done right, you can be emotionally invested in a story. You can still mark out. You can still feel like that. That get that feeling when like that you had when you were a little kid. I've heard so many people say, "Oh well, WWE just isn't the same as when I was a kid. I, I just don't get that excited for it anymore." Well, try something else. Try New Japan. Try Ring of Honor. You might find yourself getting actually quite excited again because they're doing what the WWF did in the early, mid, late 90s, building stories slowly, doing most of the storytelling in the ring, and traditional booking that gives you heroes to cheer for and villains to boo. And it works. It always works in wrestling. It's it's old school wrestling, but it's done right. This is the kind of stuff that uh, you watch and it always works. It always draws. And it will never fail to get someone emotionally invested. And you watch that. Talk to anyone on Twitter who's a New, a New Japan fan, and they will tell you the same thing. They feel like a little kid watching it again. That the magic of wrestling is back when you're watching these shows. And it doesn't have to be gone. If you're dissatisfied, dissatisfied with WWE, and I love WWE. I still watch it. I watch all their shows, all their pay-per-views anyways. I can't always watch the weekly TV, but I, do, I watch it when I can. If you're dissatisfied with WWE, if you feel like, man, I just I can't get into it, try New, uh, try New Japan. Try New Japan. You might be very, very pleased. And with that, I'm going to leave you. That ends this preview. And uh, I'll be doing a recap show and also probably doing a a podcast on my votes for the Wrestling Observer uh, Awards for 2017. I'll be voting in that as as I am a a subscriber to the Observer. I I get to vote in that, which is pretty cool. And so I have ideas about what I'll be voting for for Match of the Year, Wrestler of the Year, Show of the Year, all that kind of stuff. And I'll talk about the awards and what they are and my reasoning behind them and all that kind of stuff. And so I think that's where we're going to leave this off. And I'm going to close you out with a uh, song here from the old NWA World Championship Wrestling. All right. So that's it, everyone. We'll talk to you again.